You're listening to River City Revival. This is Reverend Liz Jackson. Today's sermon is True Word of Yah, True Path of the Son, Enoch 72, Part 3. This is a continuation of the book reading from Education of Yah, Series Book 1, Restoration of the Book of Jubilees, Enoch, as recorded with Genesis and more. So you will find this portion being read out of that book, or you can go again online and read Enoch chapter 72, The True Path of the Sun. So we're going to pick up where we left off two podcasts ago and um, continue from there. So again, this is from page 57 of book one in the series, Education of Yah. So things to remember as we learn each piece of information, again, regarding the true path of the sun. The sun travels on a path. We do not orbit it as we are stationary. We do not rotate, tilt, spin, or orbit anything. We're going to learn about portals, and portals are the entrance and the exit of the sun, and it is the firmament. Yes, brothers and sisters, other than protecting us and separating us from heavens, we also have the firmament being used as Genesis tells us it is for the sun, moon, and stars. So Enoch tells us the purpose of the firmament. And so the firmament has portals. It has six on the east and six on the west. Six because the sun rises in the east and six because the sun sets in the west. The east controls everything and you will learn that. And the west is again where the sun sets. So you're going to learn the definition of a portal. A portal is a gateway, a doorway, a gate or entrance, especially a large and imposing one. So again, a doorway, a gateway, or a gate or other entrance. We're going to learn that the sun travels again east to west or right to left. And the reason that is, is because the Lord God Almighty, Abba Yah's word, is read right to left. His Hebrew is read right to left. The sun is the marker of the months and not the moon. So civilizations who have a solar calendar are actually those 
who are trying to keep Abba Yah's word, whether or not they know they are. And that has been instilled in culture as a root and a way for Abba Yah to preserve his word. We know that it is not a loony solar calendar or a lunar solar calendar, which is what a loony solar calendar is, moon and sun. And we know it is not a lunar calendar solely based on the moon. And we're going to learn all that. We're also going to need to remember that time is not discussed in 24-hour increments, but according to length of day and night, as the sun is for signs, seasons, months, seasons, and Sabbaths of the years. This is important to remember as we learn the path of the sun and understand the sun's movement as it is for growing and harvest season. We need to remember that months are not split properly as of now, as this is currently just called October. Abba Yah's real calendar consists of two months split in the middle. Months are split according to the lines of longitude. So therefore, when the sun hits 120 degrees east and rises on day one, that is April, portal four closes for portal five to open. And on day one, when the sun rises, still at 120 degrees longitude, that begins the first day of April. Because the sun had already set the last day of March at 120 degrees. So it needed to rise at 120 degrees to start April. And we're going to explain what that means. And by, again, when I say we, that means me and God, because brothers and sisters, this revelation only came by God. He had me go to Cahokia Mounds, and I'm getting ahead of myself, because that's sermons in the making, already made, already published. If you haven't read it, please feel free. But for sake of podcast, I haven't talked about it yet. But these revelations only come from God. And I'm very humble and thankful that he gave me this information. I'm nobody. I got a job at gas station again. I love seeing my community. And I love being in it. And... And I love the people I work with now. And I know I'm safe from the craziness that happened earlier when I got hacked. Because they know about that. 
And they're like, Liz, we would never do you wrong. So I need to say that too, because when we follow what God asks of us, no matter how hard it is, because trust me, brothers and sisters, I sat here when he told me to write, I'm like, okay, let's write, let's do this. And he walked me through Enoch and he told me, as we write the sermons, we write the book because people need to know the truth and the truth really does set you free. It sets you free from a lot of things because God's grace, his divine intervention really does change your heart and mind so that it can change your life. And if I'm not a living testimony enough for the world, trust and believe God will make it to where his diamonds shine brighter for those who are lost to see because we all belong to him. And again, more sermons to come because what we know to be the truth is definitely a big lie. So I want to get back into this sermon, but God said that was important for me to tell you because I walk in faith even whenever I don't understand it and wherever he takes me. I go sometimes kicking and screaming and still I have to go because just like Jonah, you still have to go. Otherwise, God's going to just make you go anyway. And so... So I go wherever he leads. And where he led was the revelation of the Star of David, pyramids, and the real way the earth is with the luminaries and so much more. So I'm excited to share that with you. But I needed you to know how that came about because it comes by obedience. True knowledge comes by faith and obedience. I may not always believe he's going to do what I pray he's going to do because I know what I pray for isn't always his will. So my clash with our father comes when his will be done and Liz's prayer is canceled. And Liz don't understand because Liz was faithful. And Liz's heart was pure when I pray. So sometimes we have to remember too that it is his will be done and you do it. God still may not give you everything you pray for. Because when he dreams for you, you can't even fathom what is going to occur. Because never did I think he would show me flat earth. And I'm so happy because that's a huge revelation. So let's get to it. 
Um, we're going to talk about the first law of the luminaries, which aligns to the laws of the prime meridian. So let's scoot that up. All right. First law of luminaries. Enoch 72, 2 through 4. And this is the first law of the luminaries. The luminary, the sun, has its rising in the eastern portals of the heaven and its setting in the western portals of the heaven. And I saw six portals in which the sun rises and six portals in which the sun sets. And the moon rises and sets in these portals and the leaders of the stars and those whom they lead, six in the east and six in the west, and all following each other in accurately corresponding order, also many windows to the right and left of these portals. And first there goes forth the great luminary named the sun. And his circumference is like the circumference of the heaven. And he is quite filled with illuminating and heating fire. The chariot on which he ascends, the wind drives, and the sun goes down from the heaven and returns through the north in order to reach the east and is so guided that he comes to the appropriate portal and shines in the face of heaven. These verses are where we learn of the portals or doors or paths of the sun as it travels across the sky. We also learn that the sun rides across the sky in a chariot. Therefore, the sun must be an angel and therefore do you understand how civilizations started worshiping deities or angels yes not all worshiped ex-gods were fallen angels God didn't punish angels for what man did by worshiping them. Otherwise, again, the sun would be in chains of darkness and its purpose would have been, you know, left like Job, or not Job, but Jude. One states the angels who kept not their first estate. Therefore, the angel known as the sun must have kept his first estate because we still have a sun. We learn that angels ride in chariots, so the sun has to be an angel just in a form that we can only comprehend with our physical bodies because God doesn't reveal the heavens to everyone because of the serpent seed. 
Not everybody is supposed to get this information. Not everybody can understand this information. Because the intentions of the heart is no longer pure. But it's okay because the world's going to know that the earth is flat. So how can we prove that the sun is an angel? Again, how does the sun travel across the sky? Answer is by a chariot. And where do we find chariots of God in the Bible? Well, my brothers and sisters, Psalm 68:17 says the chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them, as in Sinai, in the holy place. So again, where did Moses get his revelations from? Mount Sinai, from angels, from God. God gave Moses the book of Jubilees, which is the division of time. God gave Moses other tablets. And I'm sure Enoch was one of them. As the holy angel Uriel brought him to these places, again, we must remember, and showed him in human form according to what God commanded. Because Enoch was taken up. We have to remember that. So, let us look at the word phrase, the chariots, again, found in Psalm 68, 17, which reads, The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them, as in Sinai, in the holy place. So, the chariots, again, give us more information, because this is going to pertain to, guess what? The moon and the stars. Yes, brothers and sisters, these are all angel beings. And because of the great grand delusion, also known as social amnesia, yes, brought on by God, and yes, brought on and continued in disobedience, because we sometimes fail to perceive God's word and seek the truth. So therefore, he says, I will keep your generation blind. So here we are trying to become unblind. And the way we do that is to learn that the sun rides in a chariot and the chariots are found in Psalms. And guess what? King David wrote most of the Psalms. And guess what? The Lord God loved King David because guess who was born through King David's lineage? Our Lord and Savior Yahusha. So therefore, we can ride with these angels and their chariots and know that David wouldn't lie to us. And therefore, he proves what Enoch says. And the sun is an angel. And that's why the sun became worshipped. Because everybody worships everything but God. So the chariots is Hebrew word H7393. And it means a team, chariot. It means a vehicle, a team, by extension, a cavalry. So, 
So a vehicle, a team, this word comes from, <clears throat> excuse me, another Hebrew word, H7392. And so whenever it says see from, we're going to, you know, go and see that word. And this word backs up the word chariot, for it means to ride on an animal or in a vehicle. It means to dispatch. So let's be clear. A vehicle, a team, a cavalry, chariots and angels, my brothers and sisters, are not just to wage war. That's something we'll discuss later. However, as we read in Enoch, a chariot is what the sun rides upon. So this explains some of our UFO sightings. Those orbs that you see, those are angels. The big balls of light, the beautiful balls of light. Sometimes there's dark, crazy orbs and those are your demons, but we ain't going to talk about that right now. A lot of weird alien manifestations, angels or demons. It depends because if you keep reading the books they tell you not to, which explain different manifestations and different ways angels communicate to us, you're going to start understanding that not all UFO sightings are demonic and not all aliens are demonic as well because angels choose to come in whatever form they want to because lo and behold brothers and sisters they have a little bit of free will too so as long as they're doing their ordained job if they want to show up like the grim reaper at the time of the most evil person's soul snatching occurs because his death bed just so happens to be like right now they can choose to do that that's what revelation is telling you about with the sickles where do you think the grim reaper comes from the harvest the sickle in the end depending on whether or not your soul is just and right, they're going to send you someone who's going to make you feel God and comfort and joy. But if you, the spawn of, no one's the spawn of Satan, by the way, except your heart and mind becomes his and attached to his heart and mind just like ours becomes attached to God and his heart and mind. So if your heart and mind is attached to Satan, then you're probably going to be greeted by a not so nice angel who's coming to take your soul back to God for judgment. And that's really the truth. And that's really what happens. Because heaven's open now. That's what Yahushua came to do. He unlocked the gates of hell. There's a bajillion songs about that. Psalm 
is about that. References in Isaiah is about that. And these are some of the the debates going on on Facebook. And people aren't really reading to read. So that's why God said we need to publish, get the word out, put things back into order. And start understanding and explaining things. So... When he starts taking over, just like he did to explain all of that, these sermons are going to be a little bit harder. And so it's not harder, but longer, I guess I should say. Because he's going to pack more information. Just FYI. Okay, so back to the sermon, he says. Also, he wants us to remember you cannot dispatch balls of gas to do anything unless it's in a controlled environment, and that is what heaven is. So, again, when you actually take your telescope, you can see the orbs. That's what um, you can see through the firmament. So, whenever you see orbs, again, coming into you know, the physical realm, you're actually seeing angels descending from heaven and God's given you, um, I went on a journey to a house one day. It wasn't a journey. It was a ghost hunting, um, with a guy after I got off work, knew him my whole life, never knew he was into ghost hunting, but it was awesome because he would take pictures different places throughout this little community that I grew up in. And he took photos of this haunted bridge and you could see ghost men in his photos. You could see orbs in his photos. <clears throat> and so I'm just like, okay. So he told me he was gonna go to this house that was right next to my grandfather's house. And it was creepy because as a kid, I'd like only go to my grandfather's property line because the neighbor's house scared me. So I'm like, now as an adult, yeah, I wanna go in because this house is still creepy as all get out. So he went in and him and his other ghost hunting friend and his name was Larry, and he passed. And that was very sad because Larry got into ghosts and spiritual stuff when his daughter passed away. And so that was what led Larry into all that. Um, but Larry was a man of God. And so I pray for him and his family, his sons, and... May he, oh, he taught me some, some things. And anyway, so we all went and you could see like orbs and stuff in those photos. And so that's what God was showing me because whenever I did the sermons on NASA and saw, you know, the real photos of what, you know, the planets look like through telescopes because I've used a telescope before I've seen it but for people to you know have it compared to CGI or you know side by side is completely different 
So God said, when you start seeing those, know that it is him, especially the blue ones, especially the pure white ones, the green ones. Every angel has a purpose and we are to, we have to understand that. So again, God says, in order to understand that, we have to remember that where we begin now in the sermon is and where Enoch began as directed by the holy angel Uriel when he, Enoch, was told to record these events by God himself. Uriel, the commander of the luminaries, brought Enoch upon God's word to heaven and showed him all that I am about to tell you today. So we're going to start with portal four, and that is the month of March, April. This is the real new year the vernal equinox and let me read starting with enoch 72 6 through 10 because this is where uriel started enoch at and it states in this way he rises in the first month in the great portal which is the fourth those six portals in the cast and in the fourth portal from which the sun rises in the first month are 12 window openings from which proceed a flame when they are opened in their season. When the sun rises in the heaven, he comes forth through that fourth portal 30 mornings in succession and sets accurately in the fourth portal in the west of the heaven. And during this period, the day becomes daily longer, the night nightly shorter to the 13th morning. 10 on that day, the day is longer than the night by a ninth part, and the day amounts exactly to 10 parts, and the night to 8 parts. So when I first read that verse, I was like, okay, so there's a lot of information there. Because the way it was translated, and then God had to sit here and literally show me, Liz, this is how it works a hundred times as I wrote this, I now understand. And now I get to explain it to you. The first month in the great portal, which is the fourth, begins on March and April, and that is 30 days, okay? However, it also discusses the vernal equinox, which is the day that the day is 10 parts and the night is 8 parts, and you can Google that. So... Knowing that the lines of longitude are what determine the beginning and ending of a month, we come to understand that Enoch chapter 72 
verses 6 through 10 are telling us that the first month in the great portal is the month after the vernal equinox, which is always going to be on March 20th of every year. We know this because it says the sun comes forth 30 mornings in succession in the fourth portal in the west of the heaven. Okay, he says that's the first month. Now, March, April, first month. The last month is February, March. Okay, so February, March is 30 days. February 20th to March 19th, 30 days. March 20th, vernal equinox. March 21st, the next day, start of the month, all the way to April 19th. So February 21st, I said 20th, I apologize. 21st to the 19th. Because it's always that. And I'll explain more. So, like I said, it's best that you read it and follow it and write it. And if you need to add to it, whatever God says, turn that light bulb on. Okay? But all you have to do is simple Google searches as you read the book of Enoch. And that's what I did. God said, look up, when is day 10 parts to the night? And it says the equinox in spring on March 20th. God said everything in whole numbers this time. And we're going to learn that too. Because it follows the universal law of 3, 6, and 9, which is what Nikola Tesla knew. And we're going to learn that as well. So, again, God said, when is day 10 parts to the night? Google says the equinox. The vernal equinox, March 20th. So, here we learn that the vernal equinox is a solar calendar. And solar calendars are markers for our ancestors. And we're going to talk more about that too. And they may not know that they're following the word of God, but they really are. And this is where we learn that the vernal equinox is the day that divides February through March, which is 30 days. And then the vernal equinox is day one. And then you have March and April, 30 days. The vernal equinox not only is the true new year, but it marks the first day of rest because it completes a 60-day cycle. It is the first Sabbath of the year, which we discussed some in 
jubilees because in creation we learned that there were Sabbaths of the year. And that's what it should have said. It says Sabbaths of the years, but it needs to say Sabbaths of the year because there are four of them. We learn that every time there is a day added to a month, it is due to the sun's appointed sign or purpose for use and to mark Sabbath days of rest of the year. Why does the vernal equinox mark one of the Sabbath day of rest during the year? And how many Sabbath days of rest are there in a year? Um, we're going to discuss this in depth more according to the sign for each portal. However, the vernal equinox is the true new year, and it is the first day of rest during the year. When the sun begins the new year at 90 degrees latitude, the sun is exactly 10 parts day and 8 parts night on the vernal equinox. The vernal equinox in Abba Yah's calendar marks a whole day. Why? Because it is to mark a day of rest. His cycle never ends. January, February is 30 days. February, March is 30 days. There's a vernal equinox. Vernal equinox is the first day to mark the end of 60 days or New Year. Abba Yah rested on the seventh day. Um, the 60-day cycle starts over at the beginning of March, April, and then continues. That is also to... Pray for growing season because Abba Yah doesn't start anything in death and decay. And why wouldn't he want us to celebrate life? And that's when March and April begin is spring and growth. Also, March April is, again, 30 days, and day one begins the day after the vernal equinox. So at the end of the vernal equinox, which again is a full day, um, I jumped too soon, just a second. The beginning of March and April, the portal for is opened again, because at the vernal equinox, no portal is open. That is the sun's day of rest when it is exactly where it needs to be with God in the east. In the beginning of March, April, because it lies on 90 degree latitude and runs through the Garden of Eden. That's why. Um, and the sun moves alone towards the 120 degree line of longitude to travel towards 180 degrees line of longitude which is another Sabbath day of the year. So, moving forward, we're going to go to Portal 5, and then time will almost be up. So, Portal 5 takes us to 
April, May, and this can be considered the prep of planting or reflected into the other hemisphere time of getting ready to, you know, harvest and, you know, prep. And we'll, you know, discuss seasons later, but right now we're breaking down portals. So Enoch 72, 11 through 12 states, and the sun rises from that fourth portal and sets in the fourth and returns to the fifth portal of the east 30 mornings and rises from it and sets in the fifth portal. And then the day becomes longer by two portals and amounts to 11 parts and the night becomes shorter and amounts to seven parts. So from 90 degrees, which opened portal four, the sun travels along the lines of longitude to 120 degrees east. It sets on the end of March, April at 120 degrees because it has to rise at 120 degrees to open portal five the next day. So when portal five opens at 120 degrees, that is when April and May begin. April and May is 30 days. Day, let me scroll back up, becomes longer. Day equals 11 parts. Night is seven. And this is our growing or harvest season. Seasons. The sun is along the 120 degrees longitude line at the beginning of the 30-day month, which begins mid-April. It is important to remember that it is mid-months, as that kind of confused and threw me off as well. But it reminds you in Enoch that mid-day, because it is split into 30 equal parts plus original Hebrew go back to our ancestors and currently have months that are April, May, May, June, June, July. It is always split in the middle. And the reason for that is because the sun travels and marks the beginning of the months on the lines of longitude. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to have to leave it here to keep it short, but God revealed a whole bunch of things that we need to keep in mind because this all aligns again with Daniel chapter 7, 25 and Daniel 8, his prophecies because Abba Yah's on the move. He's coming back, brothers and sisters, faster than what we know, and it is time that we get his accurate calendar straight so that we can understand his Bible prophecy. As always, it's never goodbye, but I'll see you later.